0: All right, guys, our guest this week, Christian, is going to heat up things by allowing us insight into his view of the culinary arts. And I've known Christian for almost a year. I met him for the first time back in October, late October of 2015, when he was a chef at a restaurant. Uh, And Christian was born and raised in Colombia for much of his early life until he packed up for a new one in Argentina. And it was in Argentina where he took his first stab at opening up a small restaurant with a friend. And though this restaurant would eventually close up shop, uh, he continued his passion and landed himself in Korea, where he currently cooks at multiple restaurants. The most popular one called Hunga Hunga, which is a small traditional Korean restaurant which is famous for specializing in stingray. Yeah, stingray. And this is ironic, being that Christian is vegan. Uh, But in this episode, we'll discuss his origin story, his thoughts on the current food scene in Korea, the trials of being a vegan chef in Korea, and his opinion on vegan restaurants, and a little bit more. So without further ado, let's have a listen. listening once again this is the chrysalis podcast and today I'm here with Christian who works at what's the name of the restaurant?
1: well uh, Korean restaurants always have these long names it's called like Hokusando Hongo Hongo-yong Hongo <laughs> yeah, like, means like a stingray fish in Korean so. oh, okay, stingray fish. and Hokusando okay. uh, was a small island in Korea where the, this fish was really traditional to get caught so most of korean places use this name to like just promote the quality of the product yeah so.
0: okay nice it's a very nice restaurant i like the interior very <laughs> nice interior design here. Yeah. it's in a nice area i haven't been here Sad- sadang area. sadang
1: uh yeah it's really like kind of famous for the restaurants it's for like uh people who work in companies they always finish their shift and come here well, to have, like, this traditional after-work drinkings.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we just finished up with a good meal you made. (laughs) What was It was chickpeas and...
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of, like, traditional, Colombian-style, like, chickpeas, too. Uh, But, well, it's a shame you couldn't, like, taste your soy because, uh, as I told the Cameron, it was, like, a deconstructed version of the dish. Yeah, deconstructed. So... I know, it was just a little bit different than just a regular stew. It was amazing. It was really good. <laughs> I really Thank liked you. it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. A1 sauce. A1 sauce is a really nice, <laughs> really nice uh, surprise.
0: All right, so let's get into it because then you have to work in a little bit. Um. So, Christian, can you tell people where you're from?
1: Yeah, I'm from Colombia. Like, my hometown in Colombia is, is Cali. It's kind of close to the Pacific Ocean mm-hmm. in, in Colombia. Um, but Actually, I lived for so many years in Argentina, in Buenos Aires, oh, nice. and, and I have like a double citizenship. So even well, like I'm Colombian, sometimes I feel more Argentinian.
0: Oh, <laughs> so how has it been uh, growing up in Argentina? Uh,
1: I was already like a, a teenager. I was really grew up when I moved to Argentina, but uh, it was really nice because even though we're that is Another country in South America, and you can say like, okay, it's just another Latin country. Our cultures are really different, mm-hmm. you know? uh, and it was a little bit shocking at the beginning, but it was really nice. Like in in countries in South America, if you ask anyone about argentinian people, they're always always gonna say like, ah, uh, there are these like preppy people, like they, they are like. So proud that they are Argentinian because they feel more European, that Latino, or something like that. I've heard that. Yeah, Spanish <laughs> class always said it. Uh, but it's not true. Like they are really kind. Like they are super am- amazing people in there, and and it's
0: it's a beautiful
1: country to live and to travel along too.
0: Nice. I know. Um. So if people don't know by now, you're a chef, and you're like, <laughs> most people in like the you know like the Soul Veggie Club, Vegan Club, know about you. So is Argentina where you first fell in love with cooking or how did how you get into
1: cooking? Uh that's a kind of long story because um I I always was in the kitchen since I was a kid like helping my mom and but there's another point that is kind of part of my life that because of of I I have a big age gap to me and my older friend and uh, brothers and my parents were always working I had to grow up like cooking by myself. Yeah. You know? But it wasn't that they they were like okay you can cook this or this or this they I didn't got any instruction or whatever so I just went into the kitchen and started mixing things you know but when I was a kid I, I I still like used to eat meat and things like that and I remember once that I went and and started cooking like uh, a chicken breast mm. and I was mixing like mustard and rum. And you know black pepper, and we're like, oh, how is this gonna taste?
0: <laughs> no, I was I was the same way. Like I remember, uh, I love my stepmom, but I remember when my when my stepmom and my father married, she said, uh, "Okay, like from Monday to Saturday, you have, you, have, you have to learn how to cook for yourself." Yeah, I'm not cooking. I'm not cooking any meals until <laughs> Sunday. So like. I've yeah I've I've almost caught the kitchen on fire a few times but <laughs> yeah yeah I've been was trial and error since I was like what twelve yeah that happens mm-hmm. so but, yeah, yeah yeah when you went to um so did you go to culinary school in high school or middle school like a special school or
1: no it, it was like as as I got a lot of free time I just started to like uh, tell myself like I for a long time I actually was like a taught self-taught chef self-taught you know? uh i was into that like always trying new things i so was looking for new ingredients and new flavors and when i was like 18 i got the opportunity to open a vegetarian like by then vegetarian like like real vegetarian meant vegan you know there yeah. was no these things like these days like ovo lacto vegetarian or, or things like that the mm-hmm. so vegetarian was actually vegan and i got the opportunity to open a, a vegan restaurant with a friend in in colombia in cali my hometown
0: and did you, uh-huh. did you do this before, um, right after high school, or?
1: I was, yeah, right after high school. I, I was going, yeah, I was signing up into the university by then. Yeah, I was 16, yeah. And, and I spent a lot of time in the kitchen, you know, like, like improving my knife skills, like getting to new, know more recipes or, well, I, I'm, I have never actually followed recipes uh why uh, what do you mean recipes is more like for for learning new dishes yeah you know? and and it was like for we run it for two years and and of course I asked to like professionals by then for tips and advices uh and after I got s- some experience like working with them uh I just made my own path know but i actually like my major is in graphic design okay not, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> earlier.
0: so did you did that influence any of your cooking like um
1: yeah a lot a lot because uh of course like plotting is really important when you're serving this part of the experience of having a good milk uh meal and um i think i think what it's different just for the art of plating or, or, or some kind of art, like expressionism, from graphic design, it's like graphic design is completely functional. Yeah. You know, you're for something and you have to create some codes, like graphic codes or verbal codes or whatever, for the people to understand what you actually want to say, or mm-hmm. what you actually mean to say, you know. So in a plate, it's pretty much like that. Like. Uh, if you want to share maybe history of a traditional dish or, or um, I want you to make to f- make you feel like you're going into the Pacific Ocean, like shore, like, you know, like seaside, uh, I'm going to design the dish in, in a way that you can understand that, that you can feel that. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it helps like, yeah, it's a plus.
0: Were you designing like ocean things, <laughs> dishes at like eighteen? Yeah,
1: well people can see it but uh
0: you can you can share. <laughs> oh yeah, hold on one second. Oh it's seashells. You can share your experience like you Oh know. okay, nice.
1: So yeah, you serve things and, and as like the gr- the visual part is really important too, so helps designing things like okay if i put this in here and maybe this in here it's gonna be more like there is this hero tree Hier- um hierarchy, hierarchy. Yeah. yeah hierarchy hierarchy uh, and uh about how do you understand what you're seeing mm-hmm. and if you put the focus on some things the experience is gonna be easier but but stronger yeah, yeah.
0: to feel or to understand and when you and your friend um when you opened up the vegetarian restaurant in colombia uh was it colombian thi- colombian style cooking or was it or we, fusion?
1: We, we used to have like like you can't say like chef table like mm-hmm. we didn't have like a a regular menu every day is really traditional in colombia to change the menu like to serve like home style food and we had that but also by night we used to sell like comfort foods like Big hot dogs or vegan hamburgers, yeah. uh, lasagna, things like that. Nice. Yeah. It was really good, actually. Uh, uh, it was a change that the location was not that good, what and was it was like almost 10 years ago and yeah. people were not ready for that
0: kind of stuff, so. Mm-hmm. Was, was it in like, Bogota or? In Cali. Cali, Cali. Oh, Cali as well. Yeah. Okay. So so that was that the reason why you um, ended it, or was it like just location-wise people couldn't
1: uh oh, yeah. well you know we were young and it was not the business was not going that well Even. and it was a lot of time and you know um, these days the concept of a chef being a chef is changing it's, it's getting more res- respectful yeah but by then like being a chef is just oh you're just gonna spend your time in the kitchen and you are nobody and sadly in Colombia we still have this mind, like this way of thinking that uh, you have to be a real professional, you know, to go to university, earn a diploma, like go get graduated and and, and work in a company and that's made you a good professional. So being a chef was not that. So we we were young, we had this pressure, okay, you have to go to university and just make a real career. Mm -hmm. You know, like being a chef is not a real career.
0: So at least now it's definitely changing. It's definitely <laughs> yeah, changing, yeah. Especially in luckily. Yeah. yeah. And so then after that experience, um, did you, is that when you decided to move abroad or? Something?
1: Yeah, I, I, at first I tried to move to the States, uh, but by then we still have a lot of problems with drugs in Colombia. Uh-huh. So it was almost impossible for Colombian people to get the visa. And uh, well, I was like traveling alone and things like that. And, well, it was impossible i couldn't get the visa so uh i was just focused in in my graphic design career uh and when i ended up i moved to argentina i moved to argentina back, yeah back. i was well like 20 years old when i moved to argentina so it was almost like 10 years living in argentina
0: 10 years and then after argentina is that when you decided to move to korea yeah okay and it th- was so your was so your first stop in korea did you Live here first, well, actually,
1: I, I made a like a backpack trip like almost three years ago, like through China, Japan, and Korea. Uh, yeah, tell us about that. Let's talk, yeah. I
0: like, <laughs> it, you, we can go briefly or however long you want, but like, yeah, how was that? Um, segue into Asia, like, that, that's the first time in Asia, right? Yeah, the trip, yeah. And what was it for, like, a special, mi- like, your own personal mission, like, to understand more? culinary foods or just yeah I, I
1: really I was always really interested in, on this Asian style tradition in Asia and no not only because of history but also because of the food I, I really enjoy all different like kind of Asian foods and but yeah I, when I came to, to Korea and I learned more about like the traditional Korean food like hansik. Mm. and actually how healthy it is how many vegetables they use Uh, and and the interesting thing about like the fermentation process of some ingredients or how they eat a lot of raw ingredients and as a vegan it's okay as a vegan it was really interesting because we we don't have this culture of having a lot of raw ingredients in South America when you you're having your meal
0: usually cook yeah like a lot
1: it takes a lot of time you know like you can spend two or three hours in the kitchen just to, to set up the lunch or something like that uh and i kind of have a crush <laughs> sure, of the, like traditional Korean food so I decided to move to Korea because of that
0: okay nice and when you first moved to Korea like many foreigners who moved to Korea start off as an English teacher but yeah you just went straight into the kitchen
1: yeah I came here uh, I spent like one week traveling and just right after I came here I started working in this restaurant
0: oh nice yeah. and how was it um being a foreigner Cause I have another friend he's trying to get into the culinary world and here. And he's he used to ha- he used to like uh, learn for ten years in Spain. Oh and then he had a sh- he had a shop in Oregon and, and like he's an English teacher here now, but he wants to like he doesn't know how to get into the culinary world and Korea. So like and of course like and he speaks English first. So, like yeah. it may have been easy for him, but like as someone who, you know, <laughs> English was a second language yeah, from south america <laughs> how were you able to get into like how like was it challenging for you challenging for you it was it was one of the most difficult things i have ever done in my life because when
1: i moved here uh there is like really korean area you know you can find foreigners around here yeah. and this kind of food is just for like kind of old people in korea mm-hmm. and i couldn't I, I wasn't able to speak korean by then yeah, yeah, yeah and the, the owner like my boss like the chef in here he just he speak like broken korean uh, english uh-huh. so he just speaks a little bit of english so he was it was crazy like you know try to understand what the customers were saying what my chef were saying like the chef was was saying
0: and uh, it, it drove me crazy like that yeah <laughs> so so this place um was your first was the first job? It was this wasn't the first uh, restaurant you cooked in, right?
1: Yeah, I have been cooking in another restaurant in Samgakji that is like Korean Mexican fusion. Yeah. And now another friend opened like this grill across the street, so sometimes I go there to help him.
0: So you still work at those two restaurants as well? Yeah. Okay, and how has that been? Um, and are you're you a partner at any? Are you a partner at the restaurant in Samgakji?
1: No, but uh, I met the owner in Argentina. Like, I actually host him through couchsurfing. Yeah. Uh, and we just became really good friends. Mm-hmm. And when he opened his restaurant, he just asked for help and things like that. And advice on, like, Latin food and things like that.
0: OK. Mm-hmm. So, then for, so then for foreigners, typically, um, in Korea, it's still pretty, uh, it's not structured. So like you just have to nose and body.
1: Yeah, kinda. And, and like if you really want to get into the culinary world in Korea, even, even though if you are a good chef, like graduated from a school or something, it's good to go to the graduate school or to take some lessons in, in any culinary school here in Korea to get certificate in Korea and to get, like, recognized as a part of the culinary circle, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, even, even when now Korean cuisine is getting more influenced by Western cuisine, yeah. uh, they still have this close mind about how you have to cook food in Korea mm-hmm. or using the Korean ingredients.
0: Like you don't need that um, much sugar. No, we need we need all this. <laughs> we need all, we need a lot of sugar. We're in Korea, we need to eat a lot of sugar. On uh, everything. I right, interesting. Um. So with that, um. So it's like, I guess with what you just said, how is the culinary? How is the culinary scene in Korea compared to compared to what you experienced in Colombia and Argentina?
1: Uh, first, it's kind of crazy that when you walk and you can find like 20 restaurants in the same block. So you can have an idea about how people actually spend a lot of time in restaurants. Uh, Like I think part of of the society and their culture that they work a lot and they don't have a lot of time to actually go to home or cook or you know, um, makes that there's a lot of um, how to say this is is like it's kind of complicated <laughs> because it's it's a strange. Maybe you can find like fifty restaurants of the same food in the yeah. same block. Yeah. You know, and even though they kinda of run, you know, well, you know, they have this regular customers and things like that and it's pretty much the same food it's interesting how they how much they love their food Mm you know like it, it can be western style or 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 like modern korean food or traditional food but they really love their food and that's good at least for tourists yeah but i think that's what actually limits the culinary, you know, like, uh, world in, in Korean cuisine. Because if, if you research or you go really deep into Korean cuisine, it's just like four or five ingredients, It's just like sugar, sesame oil, salt, pepper, and well, soy sauce the red chili paste gochujang. yeah, gochujang and the Twinjiang, like the fermented soybean paste and that's all that's the base of all food in Korea so it's, it's nice how can you find a lot of different dishes and how good they can be but there is no way to go for like further further, further. so you think yeah. the
0: only way they can go further because that's the one thing I was surprised at, um, like how Korea is very on top of their technology and fashion but the the whole like culinary scene here, it's getting bigger, but like you said, it's it's getting more Western influenced. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, so do you think that like the only way that Korean food can go further is like if they do like fusions?
1: That that can be a possibility, but uh. I, I well I was telling you when when we were having lunch that, for example, in in South America it happens that most of our traditional food is just like home style like homemade, home style, yeah. so. There is not actually restaurants that, you know, there to serve that food in a better way, like more gourmet or chic style, if you want to say it. Um, but if, if you make that, I think if Korean people also start to make that to, to change the traditional way of how they present or how they serve the food, but conserving, like preserving the, the real instinct. Like the root? Ru- like yeah, the- yeah. So they can, I think, they can make a lot of amazing dishes. They like uh-huh. say, okay, this is Korean food because we are using the ingredients you can find in Korea. We are using the base from Korean ingredients, but we are changing the rules now.
0: Using different methods. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier, like... um like having this like a, we were talking about how like you said Colombian Colombian style food is traditionally like homemade style so yeah to make it more like appealing to people like as street food or something it's kind of hard so you would have to use a different me- a different type of cooking method sure to go to it okay that's what i have to do and um so have you ever thought about opening your own restaurant here cuz I, kn- I know you, i know you i mean you kind of work with other people, I mean you've you've had already, but you've kind of worked with other people. But do you are, do you have like a vision of making your own restaurant?
1: Well, the, that know? was kind of the plan, also for moving here. Um, but the things like at least in Seoul is a little bit expensive yeah. to open a restaurant. Uh, not only because of the rent like fees, but also because of all the equipment is kind of expensive too, and you need a lot for a restaurant, at least for a good quality restaurant, and. Um, the things like uh, veganism here in Korea is supported most of it just by foreigners. Yeah, the expats. Uh, yeah. So large. it's kind of roller coaster, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot of highs and downs. And well, it's like you're making your life in investment, so it's kind of risky, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So do you think, I mean, since that's a style you prefer, Kirk, and it's vegan style. Like yeah. Do you think that is, at least for now, if you were to open, it would be, you would have to kind of accommodate or, um, yeah, s- like settle for doing like, you what th- me.
1: I know they can, yeah. I I got this chance to open a restaurant close to Gimpo. Uh, there was uh, some close people that they used to have a restaurant over there. That the place is amazing. Like if it has a huge garden, a rooftop, you can see, like, you have a sea view from a deck. And as knew, the airport. Uh, yeah. That's a
0: perfect location, yeah.
1: But not for a vegan place.
0: Yeah.
1: So tasty. it was like, I, I can run a, a, like a good business in there, but to have sex, I know it can be vegan. Mm-hmm. And I am vegan. I have but like my values and things. And if I'm going to make my business, it has to be vegan. Yes, yeah. they're my principles, too, so.
0: And do you think, I mean, from the Koreans who do, like, tend to go to vegan restaurants, do you think they're, um, like, typically, was the the younger crowd, like, the, like college students?
1: Yeah, you can find, like, older people going to vegan or restaurant places, but they they just have this idea that that kind of food is just healthy food, you know? They, yeah. they don't care about, like, veganism as a vegan could do. Uh... I mean, for business it's great, but as it's just for health, you know, it's not going to be a constant.
0: It's not going to be like trendy, like... Yeah, like,
1: like, okay, today I want to eat healthy, I go to this vegetarian or vegan restaurant, but I don't care about how, like my diet, so it's yeah. not, not going to be like on a daily basis or something. So that's why I make like vegan restaurants in here, uh, Well, as I said, like kind of risk investment.
0: Yeah, and the thing I see about vegan restaurants here is, I mean, I like them, but the thing I noticed, like you just said, a lot of people see them as healthy, as yeah. eating healthy, so I always thought, like, um, to make it more appealing to, like, non-vegans, to have, kind of, like, the junk food, of like, course. deep-fried, like, deep, like, have, like, because, you know, vegans, we make, we can eat deep-fried everything.
1: But also, I find that a problem, it. There, there's a lot of comfort foods that are amazing, how would you get it, it's really easy, it's really easy. They are really tasty tasty and uh, but th- there are also this other trend about vegan food that as people tend to think that is healthy there's a lot of people out there selling vegan food that looks uh, just like a healthy dish yeah That's, it's really untasty. like it's not good it's not good it's not good at all no presentation yeah and and you go and you find like a bowl of salad with i don't know lentils or things (laughs) like that and like yeah it is vegan Uh, yeah it it can taste good but no man i i always say that when you go out in a restaurant or like a food place or whatever to have food like you are going out of your place like i mean you have to move you have to pay maybe you have to you know spend some time like because of transportation because it's far from your place so you deserve a good experience an experience is about everything it's about the place it's about the music it's about the environment it's about what you actually get and and yeah i know there's a lot of vegan people out there because we want to support veganism in so many different ways that you don't, you don't care to pay for a dish because it's okay, it's vegan.
0: That's the problem.
1: But yeah, it's vegan, but it's not good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I've seen so many. I've seen a lot of restaurants and so close shop is because I think the vegans here, like you said, they want to support it just because they want to see a vegan restaurant. But if the restaurant, if the restaurant itself isn't trying, isn't isn't trying to like make themselves like special yeah. or unique. And they're serving like regular bland ass vegan
1: food like or or just there's a lot of places that they start to selling like new they they offer new menus or new dishes just using like trendy ingredients like okay now in the world kale is famous so okay i'm selling you kale chips (laughs) or i don't know like jackfruit or things like like, like like that i
0: know what you're
1: talking about yeah yeah so i don't like that it's it's well I I can serve you, like food like it's so well presented. Like you can say, well, it's gourmet food" or whatever. You can think it's really expensive, but I, I'm very sure you're not gonna feel like that because I don't want to be pretentious.
0: Yeah. You know. Yes.
1: And that happens a lot with vegan food.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? It comes off as like snobby. Like yeah. High like elite hierarchy stuff. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: no, no. I think. Of course, there's a lot of good cooks all over there, like trained cooks in the school or in in restaurants, because you can be a chef in two ways, like go to cooking school or just spend a lot of time working in restaurants as line chef or sous chef or whatever. Uh, Both are completely fine, you know, to become a professional chef. Uh, But when you start doing things like that, just like for selling like upselling things you're messing with good food yeah. and and let's be honest you don't mess with food yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely all right
0: <laughs> nice. okay, and um before you head out um so you work at a you work at like a stingray yeah it's not a stingray shop but stingray is very popular here. <laughs> how does that feel like working at a um working at a place where you're you're a vegan but you have to cook you know, like you have to cook with, you know, like fish and everything. How does like, that, that mess with your principles or your cooking style? Because
1: uh, well, every day is, is kind of uncomfortable, you know. And also when you have this thought in your mind that you are working in a place that you know you are not gonna work forever, it's like as there is no reason to stay here, just like for or what, or learning or for the money. Doesn't fulfill, you know, your your needs at least as as a worker because everyone needs, has to work. Yeah. Um, but even though I am kind of lucky because well the, the chef really understands my principles. So for example, we pretty much our food in here is is raw, and as they bring the fish from other places, the fish is already well, it's, it's already killed and, and just frozen. Um, so it's kind of relieving that I don't have to kill, uh, in alive, you know. Yeah. Uh and well, most of our food is raw, so we just have to peel and, and cook and serve. And we only have these two dishes that are kind of cooked, like it's, it's just like a soup. And well, they call it they, they call it like mushim. That is that it means like mix of.
0: Of uh, blah blah blah. seasonings
1: with yeah with the main ingredient so i just have to i can prepare the, the seasonings aside and then just put it in the fish so i don't have to actually taste the fish the fish uh, so it's convenient in a way and and well i can cook for myself yeah. here so
0: no problem, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah it's it's uncomfortable like uh And these days I was reading an article about a lot of like cooks in in the States that have to face the same problem because uh, nowadays there are really a few culinary schools that offers quality vegetarian or vegan programs and for a veganist it's kind of, you know, it's not a good idea to go to a regular culinary school yeah because you, you have to learn how to you know kill chickens and you know things like that uh, so a lot of vegans who wants to become uh, professional chefs they decide to go with it like the second way is just working in a restaurant but there's not too many vegan restaurants compared with well, regular restaurants so the opportunities are not that high so they ended up working in regular restaurants just to like, uh, well, improve their skills, and after that they go with their own cuisine, you know.
0: Yeah, cuisine afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah. cater first until make get the uh, audience, and then they can start to.
1: Yeah. And them. and for me, it was not just like coming to Korea to well like learning about the food. I really wanted to work in a restaurant in Korea because of that, because sadly, well, now it's changing, but maybe 10 years ago, at least five years ago, and well, a long time ago, though, um, there were no like, deep studies behind vegetarian or vegan food. It was kind of bad, you know? Uh, so I decided if I really want to learn more about Asian food, I have to go to the root of the like, tradition and learn the real way, because they, they have been doing it for years, and like modern cuisine, they understand why that food is good and how it works. That that doesn't happen with vegan food. Well, it's happening now, but by then it didn't. So, okay, I have to learn the real, like the normal food, understand it. And as I, I, I'm a vegan and I am, I'm a vegan cook, I know how to make it vegan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, and cause I saw you cook our meal. Um, you're going to like very gastronomic with it like I saw you use a (laughs) blowtorch and everything so yeah do you think I mean I know it's it also be the trend in culinary style now is I'm using like science to back it up
1: yeah Yeah. because well actually even even it's it is just traditional food there's always a science behind it it's just not cooking the ingredients like putting it in, in the pot and heat it and eat it there's a lot of process behind of course you can just understand the basis and make amazing things but if you go deeper uh, and you understand how the molecules you know interact with each other with you to something this way or other way well you can get better results
0: yeah so I was we had chickpeas and I, like <laughs> I'm not even lying those are like the, that's like the best meal I've had with chickpeas like I make make them taste that good they're really good Ah, oh, thank you nice. <laughs> All right. so before we head out um I have one question to ask you so or maybe two um where do you see yourself in, in the next three to five years? And what trend, or like what, new tr- what new trends do you see in the culinary scene in Korea happening?
1: In Korea, well, I'm gonna go first with that question. Okay. Mm, I think, well, now this generation of Koreans, they are getting like mind open. Yeah. to to try different things or well, maybe because of western influence or, or just because the, actually i think the culture is starting to change because of the young people in here um so i think they are they are trying new new things you know like for example uh, i'm also a sommelier and familiar
0: like in english it's like so I can can you
1: describe it? Sommelier. Like, uh, the people who just study the wine a lot.
0: Oh, um, I actually don't know that word in English. I well, uh, well, it's... Wine, wine editor. <laughs> a wine student. I guess. Wine, tester. <laughs> yeah,
1: wine tester. Yeah, wine tester. Well, uh, sommelier. So, Korean people don't have wine culture and actually the wine you can find in here is it's not that good
0: it's shit, it's plum
1: wine. but it's really interesting how a lot of people now is getting into that to go to restaurants to try different wines to to learn like from the well there are not too many sommeliers in here but you can learn from the sommelier in the restaurant but what are you what you're having and why this is, this tastes good with they, this dish and things like that um and I think that's happening with food, too, you know? Yeah. Like, they are kind of close to different ingredients. Like, for example, we were talking about, like, how they kind of hate cilantro, or they really don't like, like, cumin, things like that. Uh-huh. But now they are trying to say, OK, this is different, but I kind of like it. You, you can listen to that more often than maybe five years ago. Bad. Yeah. So at least. For vegan food, I, I think that's good, too, because um, I think, well, it's, 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 like, getting more normal to find or to talk about that, at least, well, at least vegetarian. Don't say vegan because I think they...
0: That's going to that's gonna scare them. Yeah.
1: Scare. Um, but uh, I think maybe in the next three years, uh, this scene of... of Vegan food around here is gonna be better, and if you want to have a small business or whatever, like from vegan food or vegan products in here, it's it's gonna be more profitable than now. Uh, I think people are gonna accept it more easy.
0: Yeah, like I said um, earlier, like my students, they all know I'm vegan now too. So like, yeah, and also like my (laughs) students already, they already know what that means too. A lot of them are kind of aware, like oh, you're vegan. Like they can say in English, so it's. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I, I, I think it's gonna get better. Like it's not that good now, but I think it's gonna get better. Okay. Yeah. And well, do you ask it?
0: Yeah, next like yeah, three <laughs> or five years. If you have any um, yeah, if you have any plans like of how you wanna.
1: Like Wait. Now, now, I I am studying like every morning with this another chef that he got graduated from. Well, the graduated school about molecular cuisine uh i am really interested that there is just a few places around the world that are actually making like vegan molecular cuisine. Oh really
0: like on yeah. a vegan vegan molecular
1: yeah yeah because just like talking about molecular cuisine is kind of strange and a lot of people can get can get scared like wow, wow wow what is this, what are you doing with my food. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh so i am really into that like uh i'm not going to i'm not sure that i'm just going to like make my food all like that like just like molecular cuisine but to mix or to use some methods to change the vegan food as it is now uh, it's kind of challenge for me like I, I kind of want to change a little bit how the vegan food is uh, perceived mm-hmm. these days as, as is served or is cooked uh, so uh i of have this goal that uh after like making a a deep research and and a lot of testings (laughs) uh i want to become one of the best chef but because of this kind of rules change yeah (laughs) Yeah, uh, i just want to make something different Uh, as i told you for me the experience is the most important thing and if you just go to a molecular cuisine restaurant, yeah, it's different. But maybe uh, at the end, it's not that good. It's not like, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think, at the, at like those molecular mm. restaurants,
0: people are more interested in, like, the process. Yeah. Rather than, like, the, like, the end result.
1: Yeah, kinda. Like, you can have amazing results, but uh, it, it kinda changed the. the. part of. Paradigm? paradigm? Yeah.
0: Paradigm. Yeah. Uh, like of the paradigm. of have,
1: how you eat your food. Yeah, yeah. And that's not for everyone. But I want to make that in a way that you can feel you're still having like regular food in the way you like, but with this different process of cooking. It's
0: like progressing the progressing the a culinary little, experience. A little bit. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, as, as a graphic designer, m- almost all my, my career was working with marketing departments. You know and and for marketing the experience and and how you fell in love with something is the most important for a, for a brand or for a product and i think for food it, it has to be pretty much the same you have to fall in love with the thing you're eating like you have the first like tip like bead or whatever you're trying and uh and say wow you have to say wow at the first Moment. Yeah. If you don't say that, there is something that is not working that well. uh, good. <laughs> oh, really nice. I like that. I like that. So, I I am just focusing now and study a lot about that and different styles and processes. Uh, but I'm gonna go back to Argentina this November. Okay. And I'm gonna open a restaurant in there with a friend. Okay. Uh, nice. Yeah. So, I I'm not sure if I'm gonna say okay. I'm gonna. I, I don't want to say like this is an. Asian-style restaurant, or this is Argentine food. I want to create my own food that I can sell, or that I can tell, like, you can find this anywhere else. Yeah. But I promise you that it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. But I have to learn more about different things because, well, there's a lot of different styles and ingredients and methods all around the world. So after just experience a little bit more about them, uh, I want to create my own. I'm trying to do it then now. Like I told you, I have never followed any recipes. Yeah. But I, for, for me, my experience, if I go to a restaurant of when I travel to another country and I discover a new dish or a new ingredient or something, it's like I start to think, you know, I just stop in the middle of, of what I'm doing and I say, Oh, it, it can be amazing. For example, when I was in Hong Kong, I tried this Chinese style curry. and uh, It was like a traditional curry with some noodles Chinese style noodles and a lot of tomato. You know, I was like, wow, they, it's not that common to use These tomato tomatoes, this way. Yeah. But it was good, you know, because the tomato has this. Sweetness and a little bit of acidity that goes really good with the curry mix and, and it was like okay I like this but for example if I serve this in a place like Argentina how I can make them eat this because they don't like a spicy like seasoned spicy food uh, but they really like tomato they use a lot of tomato it was like, they have polenta like the, the corn flour like from Italy and I was like, what if I I make this kind of curry stuffed polenta balls that I just season the tomatoes with a little bit of curry and basil and I just serve it in, in a base of like great cheese, like vegan cheese. Yeah. And it's just polenta balls. And it's pretty much the food they eat, but with a, a little bit different. It doesn't have to be spicy, but that way... I'm pretty much sure, sure that they can start eating curry. Yeah, like
0: you, you, so you help like open up the minds of the art. Yeah,
1: the and that's, that's, yeah, of course you can go and say, well, this is kind of like Asian or Indian or whatever you can say, we sell curry and if you like it, come. If you don't like it, well, don't come. But also I believe that food has to be for everyone. Yeah, of course you have, you have your preferences. And you go and look for them, but if you're on a your daily basis and you don't have time, but you have, you want amazing food that doesn't uh, mess with your culture, but you want to sell something a little bit different. Uh, you have to understand their needs, like their palate needs, yeah. you know. So
0: I think, yeah, I definitely think, you know, I definitely get a sense that you're a paradigm shifter. <laughs> but that's good, like, people need paradigm shifting. And I feel like you can definitely... I'm need.
1: pretty much in about everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm de- 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 I definitely think you can bring that to Argentina, especially with the vegan cuisine, yeah. Uh, that would be nice, I think.
1: Nice. <laughs> okay. oh, I'm betting, I think it's a li- uh, life bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna make that bet. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I oh think that's a good
0: place to end off at. Oh yeah. Okay. Christian, it was nice having you on the podcast. nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Next and time,
1: let's try another kind of crazy dishes Yes. I know, <laughs>
0: and more time um, for mm. listeners, um, if they like, if if they like stingray or any. No, business, don't recommend that. Don't recommend. Place, recommend
1: no. it, well, you can try. Though I don't know. It's it's like. It's crazy for foreigners because of the ammonia. You oh have yeah, a lot of ammonia says. So yeah, this this kind of strong taste, and and the smell is really bad. Oh, really? When you're cooking it, it's like, there are some people that just come inside the restaurant and they smell it and they, just go leave. away. Yeah. Uh Oh well, yeah, just say if you want to try. <laughs> right.
0: And what's the name? Of, what's the name of this restaurant? One more time. Uh,
1: Oh Hongo Hong yo! I'll make sure i make sure to um i make sure to say one
0: more time in the intro and out. Yeah. Right.
1: But well if, if you are interested, uh, I'm, I'm not a, a kind of vlog person or uh, I even though when I as I, I was a graphic designer and I I kinda could technology from my life, but I still I, I try to share some creations explaining the process of how i go to make this dish on instagram Ah, oh,
0: okay yeah um do you yeah, do you want them to know your instagram
1: yeah it's just like oh wait i always forget the instagram. user <laughs> it's like at uh let me, give me a, give me a sec uh damn it cj yeah or can you see your...
0: I think it's my profile. Oh wait, this cell phone is...
1: Yeah, it's at cjxtian.
0: At cjxtian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, nice. I'll make sure to put that in there. Thank you, man. All right, thanks, Christian. <laughs>